I've heard this term used before to describe professional athletes, and quite frankly, it, it drives me crazy. It's like it's like fingernails on the proverbial chalkboard. Really irritates me. Perhaps it does with you as well. It's when the commentators refer to those on the field, those on the court, as warriors. Warriors. This happened over the weekend. I'm watching the playoff games in the NFL. Now, I do have two things I really, really enjoy. I enjoy watching football, and I enjoy watching the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> a basketball team, of course. By the way, I should just stop right here and say, I'm Brian Sussman. Welcome to the Brian Sussman Show. Thanks for listening, and, and thanks for really being my ambassadors to make these programs all the more pop popular and all the more available. Well, let's start with let's start with the Golden State Warriors because they are called the Warriors. <laughs> I heard commentators last night in the game talking about the Warriors. But I should mention, why do I watch these sports? Well, I watch these sports because it's my escape. I can get away from politics. I can get away from all the noise of this world. With one exception. Nowadays, of course, uh, they're talking about backs up. Every opportunity they get, there's a moment in time where they're telling us to vax up. I was watching the Warrior game last night. And they mentioned if you, just, what, just a friendly reminder, everybody. If you want to go to the games live and in person in the Chase Center beginning February 1st, you have to prove that you've had your second booster. Really? Really? At that moment in time, I just about turned the whole flipping TV off. Hey, don't forget, you've got to have your second booster to get in. By the way, just a little aside. Can I step back? I don't mean to get into a vaccination program here. But for government and private enterprises to require medical information in order to get in their doors, I just think that is flat out wrong. That's moving us in the wrong direction. Well, I'm sure Marx and Engels and others would be very pleased. But I'm just telling you. Now, I'll stop right there. Generally speaking, <laughs> with exceptions like that. <laughs> and then and then the, the, the kooky, I watched a guy last night in the Warriors. He's got, he's wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. <laughs> I'm thinking, what? <laughs> this is so stupid. But I'll stop right there. Okay, where was I going with this? I heard one of the commentators talking about basketball and talking about the game that was being played last night. And they were saying, this game is not for the faint at heart. I actually know the announcer who said that last night. This game is not for the faint at heart. He's a good guy. He's probably actually apolitical. But what a stupid statement to make. Basketball's not for the faint at heart? Playing the game? Are you, are you kidding me? I'll prove my point in just a moment, so stick with me on this. Then earlier in the day, I'm watching the NFL playoffs. And uh, everything's fine <laughs> except for on the back of a couple guys' uh, helmets. They have, you know, Black Lives Matter. Stop it. Do your research, guys. Of course, Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. 
but you're promoting an organization that, again, hey, second time of the broadcast, uh, has more to do with Marx and Lenin than anything else. But I digress. I'm sorry. The announcers, and I don't know either one of those announcers from yesterday's game, they were talking about these guys being warriors. And I've heard this before. These men on the field are warriors. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not warriors. And what they're doing, this is not for the faint at heart. My rear end. Come on. stop. Jeez, where am I going in this podcast? I'm supposed to be, supposed to be glorifying the Lord Jesus. <sighs> okay, let's talk for just a moment. I want to give you average salaries. These guys are warriors. Oh, really? They're warriors. They're warriors. Because I realize in football, you could get hurt. In fact, you could get killed out there. I get it. But these guys do it knowing the risks involved. No one's, no one's, no one's making them go out there and play this game that they played since they were little kids. No one's making them play. And in fact, they're compensated incredibly well. The median salary in the NFL is $860,000. If that's a little confusing to you, let's start with this. The minimum salary, the least amount of money you can make as a rookie going in to the NFL is $435,000 a year. $435,000. The average defensive end is making $2.6 million a year. The average defensive end, $2.6 million. Surprisingly, running backs don't make as much money. The average running back makes $1 million a year. The average quarterback is making $5.7 million a year. These are not warriors. These are incredibly... I might even say stupidly paid athletes. That's 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 mind-numbing amount. Those are mind-numbing amounts of money. Think about this. What could you do? What could you do listening to this program if you just for one year got $435,000? That's the minimum salary for a rookie. Just one year you got 435. What could you do with that? What could you do? Let's say right now you're making, oh, let's say you're doing pretty darn good. You're making $100,000 a year. That's $335,000 right now that you could bank. That's money you could use to pay off your house, put into an account, I don't know, buy, buy something safe, buy something that has value for your future. Oh, could you imagine $5.7 million just one year if you got what the average quarterback makes one year? You'd be set up for life. You could, hey, my friend, retire right now. You're good. You are good. Okay, let's move to the NBA. NBA. NBA, where, again, the announcer that I know called these, said, this, <laughs> this is not for the faint at heart. Oh, really? The average, hold on to your seats, the average NBA player is making $12 million dollars a year 12 million 12 million and these are the same guys i remember there was a time when these guys especially in the nba they were talking about equity oh it's all about equity we need equity we need equality okay here's you want you want equity guys 
12 million dollars tell you what keep one point keep keep a million dollars for yourself look what keep 1.2 million dollars for yourself that's 10 percent of what you're earning keep 1.2 million for yourself give away the rest of that 12 million give it away find a charity find a group of people find something give it away you want equity you want uh economic equality give it away give it away don't put signs in your back talking about equity and equality give it away it's ridiculous oh this isn't for the faint of heart i, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about two people two people when i think of not for the faint of heart i think of mother teresa mother teresa this woman uh, helped the poor and sick in biblical proportions. And if you ever heard her talk, with Mother Teresa, it was all about Jesus. All about Jesus. I remember, I think it was, gosh, it wasn't that long ago, when she was still alive, obviously, <laughs> When she was still alive, not that long ago, she spoke at the, the, the prayer breakfast in Washington, D.C. And it was when uh, Clinton and Gore were in the White House. So, you know, we're going back a few years. But there were Clinton and Gore next to the podium. Clinton and Gore, that administration was so full bore for abortion. And, and little Mother Teresa behind that podium, I mean, she was lower than the microphone. The microphone was placed improperly. The, the microphones covered her whole head because she's very tiny. You could barely see her above the podium. If you were in the front row, you probably couldn't even see her. But she gave a passionate, biblically-based lecture to Gore and to Clinton about abortion This woman was powerful in the Lord God Almighty. Oh, and she took so much flack. It's just incredible. She was a great, great woman. She took on abortions. She took on contraceptives. She was such a humanitarian. She, she was considered, she considered abortion to be the cause of the lack of peace in this entire world. She, she believed that promotion of abortion was a root of violence in this world. She was awarded the Peace Prize, Nobel Peace Prize, 1979, for her work undertaken in the struggle to overcome poverty and distress. She was all about peace. And she was a woman who was all about prayer. You know, it's just amazing because Mother Teresa, she passed away. So that was, I think it was actually, now that I look back, it was, it was probably, it was before 2000, which makes sense because she was giving this lecture before Clinton and Gore. That makes total sense. But she died of a heart failure. And I've often thought, man, she, she, she died of a broken heart because this world was just so full of, of the devil. And oh, I'm sure she was so 
<laughs> so happy to see the Savior face to face after all those years of hard work with the poorest of the poor. That's Mother Teresa. What she was doing was not for the faint of heart. Now I want to talk about a warrior. This guy, to me, I had the opportunity to interview this guy, and he was a warrior, the total warrior. His name was Louis Zamperini. The film Unbroken was all about him, and there was a book by the same name. Let me tell you a little bit about this guy. Born in 1917, Italian immigrants, Southern California. He was a total troublemaker. By the time he was eight, he was getting in fights and drinking. Everyone in the neighborhood thought, oh boy, this kid's, this kid's going to be problems. Sign him up for prison now. But you know, he got involved in running and he became one of Southern California's top athletes. And then he became a nationally recognized high school athlete because he ran the mile like nobody had ever run the mile before in high school. And after graduating high school, he said, I'm going to the 1936 Olympics. Those were the Olympics in Nazi Germany. He had a good showing in the Olympics. He had a very good showing in the Olympics, but he didn't win a medal. Nonetheless, he did extremely well. And his last lap of the 5,000 meters had everybody off their seats, including the Germans, to watch this guy just tear up the track. And after, after he concluded that race, again, didn't get a medal, he impressed everyone and uh, just walked so gallantly off, off, the, uh, off the track. But he was stopped by Adolf Hitler, who demanded to shake Zamperini's hand and said, ah, you're the boy with the fast finish. He was an Olympian. Now, some would say, well, those people are warriors. Okay, okay, okay. He was one of the best 5,000-meter runners in the world. Oh, not for the fainted heart. Okay, let's, let's just continue here. Because after... After becoming an Olympian and, and going back home to the University of Southern California where he shattered all sorts of collegiate records, he decided that, well, we've got a war going on. I need to join. So he signed up for World War II. World War II was quite an experience for Zamperini. Uh, he served as a B. 24 Liberator Bombardier, Bombardier, Bombardier. Well, anyway, he was, he was the guy in the perch of a nose of, a, of an aircraft called Superman. And again, I've read the book, I've seen the movie, and I got to interview him about this very experience. But he was involved in a bombing run over a tiny island in Japan, and a bunch of Japanese Zeros took off, and... They, they blew up his B-24. He and his crewmates, he and his crewmates were able to make it onto a life raft. He spent 47 days lost at sea. So the Olympian is in a plane that blew up. 
the survivors made it onto a life raft. Blistering heat, hunger, dehydration, sharks. 47 days lost at sea. They drifted 2,000 miles. He was picked up by the Japanese and made a prisoner of war. And over the next two years as a POW, he had disease and exposure and starvation and near daily beatings from the guards. Oh, it got especially bad when they realized who he was. The Olympian. The great runner from Southern California. They used him as a propaganda tool, or at least tried to, but he wouldn't take the bait. And because he wouldn't take the bait, he got beaten even more. Louis Zamperini. He came back from the war and he was a mess, as you can imagine. A lot of guys in those situations are a mess. And he became an alcoholic and his life was going downhill. And then he found Jesus as his Savior and Lord. And everything turned around. Everything turned around. Including the fact that he went back to meet some of his captors and forgave them. Now, can I tell you something? That guy is a warrior. He was an Olympian, and some might say, well, that's warrior enough, one of the best athletes in the world at, at your event. No, he went to war. He survived amazing circumstances, horrible circumstances, and came out on the other end, surrendering his life to the Savior Jesus. That man's a warrior. That man is a warrior. What Mother Teresa did was not for the faint at heart. And for anybody to ever say that one of these athletes is a warrior, that's bull. That's total bunk. To say that any of these warriors are doing what is not for the faint of heart. Oh, really? Average NBA player making $12 million? I don't think so. Now I want to talk about you, my friend. No matter what your lot in life, no matter how much you think you've fallen short, gosh, I, I had the opportunity to do this and I had the opportunity to do this and it would have been so huge if I did that and so incredible if I would have done this. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. What matters is that you have had the courage and it really is courage to surrender, to absolutely surrender your life to the power, the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus. Do you know how much courage that takes? That's not for the faint of heart. To raise your hands and surrender everything you are, everything you've ever done, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you surrender it to Him. That's awesome. Spiritually speaking, that's a warrior. Spiritually speaking, that's not for the faint of heart. And I encourage you to surrender more and more each day. What a different kind of podcast. <laughs>
I think I think a lot of it was just venting because I saw these guys say these things over the weekend and I'm I'm tearing my hair out and say, What? Are you kidding me? But enough of me and more of him. Hey, thanks for listening, my friends. I really appreciate it. More on me at Briansussman.com. And uh, please continue to be my ambassadors. I've been censored from so many of the various platforms that otherwise would provide uh, an opportunity to promote this podcast. But I thank you for doing it for me. God bless you. And God bless the memories of Louis Zamperini and Mother Teresa. <laughs>